Those who abandon God quickly spiral downward into a depraved mind. Some of the characteristics of a depraved mind include justifying, approving, and applauding evil. It's a sad reality that millions of people are in that condition. Perhaps you know some. But just as real is the hope that's always present in Jesus Christ. This is the wisdom journey. Stephen Davy has called this lesson, Opening Pandora's Box. Let's get started. In Greek mythology, a woman by the name of Pandora was supposedly the first human who lived on earth. Well, eventually, uh, one of the gods entrusted her with a beautiful box, but told her uh, never to open it. What she didn't know was that the box was filled with all kinds of powers, some good, most, most of it was evil and, and destructive. Well, eventually, Pandora's curiosity got the best of her, and she opened the lid of that box. When she realized what began pouring out of it, she tried to close it, but it was too late. Everything evil, everything bad had now escaped into the world. Well, the one thing she unknowingly prevented from escaping into the world as she quickly closed the box was hope. And hope was now forever trapped inside Pandora's box. Well, fortunately, that's just a myth. However, it does depict mankind, doesn't it? And the lack we have of lasting hope as a human race. People today are hopelessly wandering. They're hopelessly enslaved to sin and evil. They're hopelessly diseased and dying, hopelessly uh, unfulfilled and, and living in despair. Well, the good news is, and this, beloved, isn't a myth. There is hope. There is a remedy to sin in God's very simple plan of salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. Well, now the trouble is sinful humanity doesn't want freedom in Christ. They want freedom from Christ. They don't want anything to do with a holy God. But to abandon God, Paul informs us, is to be abandoned by God and, frankly, left to wander through life. And let me tell you, the person who abandons God will find everything in life but hope. Well, here in Romans chapter 1 and verse 24, Paul informs us that God gives unbelieving mankind over to immoral defilement, that's sexual sin and idolatry. Verse 26 says that God gives unbelievers up not only to immoral defilement now, but also to immoral distortion. And this includes same-sex perversion, which is a complete distortion. It's a reversal of God's created order. Well, now for today, we arrive at verse 28, where Paul adds here, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. So if you follow the progression, their hearts were corrupted, their bodies were corrupted, And now their minds, their thinking processes, their decision-making abilities are entirely corrupted. And just what does a corrupted mind think of doing? Well, in the verses that follow here, Paul is going to list 20 
one sins. And let me say this about this list here. Christians can be guilty of committing these sins as well. But the difference is a Christian might trip up here, but but they don't want to live here. Unbelievers want to make these sins their way of life. Well, Paul begins this list here in verse 29 with the word unrighteousness. Now, this is, this is really anything that is the opposite of God's righteous character. Paul adds now the word evil. This is a categorical term that could be defined as totally bent toward corruption. That is, uh, they are corrupt in every purpose and in every way. Paul adds next, covetousness. And, and covetousness is grasping for what you don't have. In other words, it's a, it's a craving for more. Advertising strategies today play on our covetous hearts, uh, convincing us that what we have isn't enough. It isn't new enough. It isn't fast enough. It isn't exciting enough. It isn't big enough. In, in fact, we're, we're too easily convinced that we just don't have enough. Paul mentions next, malice. Malice is a a delight in harming others. Next in this list of 21 sins comes envy. Now, envy differs from covetousness. You can think of the difference this way. Covetousness wants something you don't have. Envy wants something somebody else has. In Matthew chapter 27, we're given some insight uh, about this particular sin when we're told that the religious leaders hated Jesus. We're told here in verse 17, Pilate said to them, whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who was called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Well, Jesus had power and they envied it. He had popularity with many people, and they envied it. They wanted what Jesus had. I think it's interesting that right next to the word envy here in verse 29 is the word murder. This is really the the ultimate act of selfishness, taking the life of someone else. Now, Paul mentions next the attitude of strife. Strife is a word that refers to having affection for arguing. Some translations use the word debate, uh, but debate doesn't quite carry the hatred and the bitterness behind the Greek word used here for strife. Next, we have the word deceit. Deceit is trickery. It's, It's fraud. In the Lord's generation, this word was used to describe the bait used for trapping animals, such as bait to catch fish. Well, this is followed here in verse 29 with the word maliciousness. Maliciousness is viciousness. The Greek word is a compound word that combines the words evil and the word habit. In other words, a malicious person is habitually vicious. They just simply love to hurt other people, and they do it as a way of life. Well, now Paul adds that those who've been turned over to a debased mind, he writes here next, they are gossips. Now, this word refers to whispering. Hey, have you heard? So this is the person who uses their tongue to ruin somebody's reputation. And by the way, if you want to stop a gossip before they start talking to you about somebody else, just ask them, hey, hey, do you mind if if I quote you? Well, that'll, that'll turn off the conversation. 
Well, now the list continues here in verse 30 with the word slanderers. A gossip whispers in private, but a slanderer is someone who ruins someone's reputation publicly. They speak openly. Well, now next in this list of 21 sins, Paul adds the words haters of God. And frankly, that pretty much sums up everybody who rejects Christ. It's interesting that this follows gossips and slanderers who speak against the reputation of other people. Well, haters of God speak against, they want to ruin the reputation of God. Well, now next in this list is the word insolent. An insolent person is basically just an arrogant bully. And Paul follows that by mentioning the sins here of being haughty and boastful. These people uh, then are always bragging about themselves. Next comes inventors of evil. This describes people who are constantly looking for new ways to practice sinful behavior, and that's because sin is their obsession. Well, the list of sins now ends here in verse 30 and verse 31 by saying, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. This list is referring here to people who ignore God's commands. They refuse to obey any authority in their lives. They make themselves out to be their own God. They view uh, everybody around them as a tool to be used or perhaps uh, something or someone to to avoid. Now, I got to tell you, you, you read this list, and, and I, I don't know about you, but I want to go take a bath. It's a depressing list. And just going through it reminds us of of what we are all capable of doing. But if you can believe it, we haven't quite reached the bottom of the gutter yet. Uh, The last step downward in defiance against God is given now here in verse 32. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die— They not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. So follow this digression of defiance against our creator God. It started out by excusing sin, and then it accepts sin. Then it approves of sin. And finally, it applauds sin. The decay of any culture can be seen in what they applaud. And let me tell you, our world today is giving evil people a standing ovation. We need to listen to the warning from the prophet Isaiah who said, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. This cheering, this applauding of sin only adds to the danger, beloved. Somebody's life might be self-destructing because of sin, but the applause from the world, it deceives them into thinking that, well, they're okay with God. The truth is they are in desperate trouble with God. You see, in a very real way, Pandora's box was opened up in the Garden of Eden with the rebellion of Adam and Eve. But let me tell you, there is hope. It escaped too, so to speak. Hope is found in Jesus Christ. Through Christ, there is a way to escape this downward, this digression of sin. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God 
is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Our hope is found in him. Well, until our next journey, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That was Stephen Davey, the president of Wisdom International, and a lesson called Opening Pandora's Box. Claim your free membership in Friends of Wisdom. You'll receive resources designed to strengthen your faith and increase your knowledge of God's Word. Learn more at wisdomonline.org. Do that today, then join us next time to continue this wisdom journey. Wisdom Online.